I saw recently on Apple TV <laughs> the, the 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 gray was on with uh, Liam Neeson. It's uh, Liam Neeson fights wolves. Uh, Anybody by applause? Anybody has seen this movie? Like 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 a good eight eight to ten people. Yeah, I have not seen this movie. Uh, Liam Neeson is a professional wolf hunter uh, for a corporation. Uh, he's on a plane. It goes down. He spends the rest of the movie with like nine guys that slowly get picked off one by one by these wolves that are around him. I imagine the 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 you know the luck of being a wolf hunter and then you're you know he didn't they didn't go down in the water thank God or he would have been like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, he knew exactly what was going on, and he wasn't very encouraging to the other people. He was very informative about wolves, and uh, I just—I've been talking like Liam Neeson about wolves like through the last two weeks about everything. When I'm making a sandwich, if somebody says like, "Is there mustard?" I go, "They don't give a fuck about mustard. <laughs> They're killing machines." And if they've got cubs and we're within 150 yards of them, we're already dead. Wait, wait, I have a question because I've not seen this film. So, What's I, your question? Can, uh, can I ask you, Liam Neeson, uh, some questions about the movie that you're... Your questions don't matter. <laughs> we're surrounded by biological killing machines. But go ahead. Um, if, if you're a wolf hunter, how come everybody keeps dying? Got something. Oh, all right. That's what you had queued up. I like it. Very appropriate for what we got going on. Probably we should have been doing this all month. Uh, kind of pathetic that it took us to the last month, the last week of us doing this shit to Nate. queue up a dog song. Nate. Yeah, yeah. Comedy, Lay it on me, man. Lay it on me, man. Comedy isn't about timing or oh, something. Yeah, tell me about comedy. I want to learn more about the comedy's about funny. Comedy. Who? 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 Uh, what was the artist? Uh, the artist on this track? The Bahaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Yeah. We'll just let that play out in the background, I guess. I like their other song more, I think. Yeah. Who ate all the pussy? Oh, is that one? <laughs> play that one. God. That's comedy, box. pal. That's comedy. Come on. Timing was Who impeccable. ate all the pussy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Is that a cat joke? Boy. Oh, it's that's a good time for me to say. It's baby oil and blow. Yeah, let's get right into the it's intro. Let's right shoot them up. Cut them up. Mm. With a couple of cut-ups. Yeah. Chomp them. Chomp them up. couple of badass Scratch dudes. With kick dick attitudes, and they don't really care who Is lives or dies. You talking about us? Yeah, I think oh, so. That makes it sound pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, baby oil and blow. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Yeah, we're at uh, we're on the fifty percent mark on the battery here on this uh, this dude oh, man. we're recording this thing in. I've kind of been, I've been uh, hitting the pavement all day long. This thing's been been at my side, so uh, you know this. 
There's there's no dilly dallying this week is what's going yeah. on. We can't just like you didn't even let me have say your this fucking thing name. Run down of uh, all its juice and then uh, oh I'm, I'm Nate Adams. Oh, I didn't uh, say uh, my name. Everybody, people know our names at this point. Oh, but you got to say you're, yours. You're doing that. Well, yeah, it doesn't really matter who you are. Well, that hurts. You're kind of like you know the guy that other the Glenn Humplink of the podcast. I'd oh, say is wow. what's going on here. Yeah, I'm. I'm the fucking Tom Green over here. Let's I was going to say you were the Baja knows man that shit. to my aqua. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, you are I am. the OMC to oh. my... Oh. Uh, he's, he's dead. I think it's high guy time. Guy from Sugar Ray. Ooh, Mark McGrath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I think uh, it's high... Uh, my name's Neto. I think it's time I get an OMC tribute piece. Uh, what are we thinking? Like a back piece? Maybe like a shoulder piece? Oh, no, I think I just nice simply... shoulder piece? Just simply somewhere on the on my body, I tattoo the words, oh, she loves oh, Italian. Okay. It's, it's a double meaning if you were Italian, but you're not. So. And I hate them, so it's like, it, it's a bigger tribute that way. Yeah, yeah, I think you're kind of infamous at this point for your racism against Italians, so... It's not racism if people it's based would, on fact and truth. People would be weirded out by that, I think, if they saw that. Mm. Like, what what do I believe now? Isn't that that guy that hates Italians? Okay, tributes to them on his body. You're right. I'll get the oh man, you're breaking my heart. I think this whole podcast is a work. Oh, you get that? You already got chest tattoos going on. You need to get that over your heart. Ooh, this would be the tattoo. Ooh, that would be the OMC tribute tattoo of all tribute tattoos. I'll just you know write OMC over the American tattoo. Yeah, you could cross that out. Yeah, and just. OMC next to yeah. it. Thanks a lot, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, yeah. I used to have some pride in uh, this country, but mm-hmm. not since Biden came along yeah, and not raised since... all the gas prices on us. So, oh, that's not my now problem. Now I'm crossing that thing out. That's not my problem. Oh, you worried he's going to take your guns away? No, no, I don't even have a problem with that. Oh, oh, oh. What's, what's the matter? You... Fell off that bike. I lost all respect for that guy. Uh, I haven't seen any video of him yeah, falling off the bike, but I, I heard that he fell off a bike. How was it? He's like, is it scary? Yeah. It looked like that old man was probably going to die. It's scary because like you're you stop and you're like, oh, wait, that's like an 80 year old dude who's not all there. He's very old. How old is he? Is he he's 70? like an 80 year old dude or, is he or something or something? He's 70 somewhere, but yeah, like he's 70, not, but not low 70s. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad's going to turn 70. He could kick that guy's ass. Oh, I'd love to watch those two get in an old timey boxing match. Yeah. Oh, he'd clean the Put house. Put that on pay per view. It'd be great. I'm pretty sure Biden's got the reach. Uh, he he. It's a. It, it's more like an idiot kid that's uncoordinated and doesn't mm. know how to get his yeah, foot sure. out of the pedal. Right. Yeah. He's got those stupid pedals you put your feet in. What? Yeah, because he's probably not those steady things, enough yeah, to keep his feet on the pedals. Seems very dangerous to me, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. and he just kind of eats it. Sad old man. Yeah, but I, yeah, I lost all respect for that guy that day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Get that guy in a Segway. Cause like a 12 car pileup. He's running the country. Give me oh, a break. The human. Give me a break. Matt, it's yeah. uh, it's beautiful outside. Uh, it is. Sun shining, clear day. Still Gentle nice breeze, out. Mid 80s. Still we should be recording this outside. Yeah, we, we definitely should be outside right now instead of inside here. Yeah. Recording this dumb podcast. There's there's better uses of our time. We we say it over and over again. Yeah, but. It's it's we're in the throes of summer. I we think do it for the uh, beach, babes, I think man. Today might have even actually officially been the first day of summer calendar wise. Yeah, I think I saw that somewhere. 
No, 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 no. Uh, it was the release of uh, Doctor Strange 2 on Disney+. Plus. Regardless, we've been calling it the dog days of summer all month long. Mm-hmm. Is what we've been doing. We've been talking about Fido's, uh, you know, fucking our, our friendly furry friends yeah. who, who bark. Spot. Dogs. We've been talking about dog movies. Uh, fucking... Maggie. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody names Wait. their golden retriever Maggie. Really? White folks do that. I've a never lot. come across a, a dog named Maggie, I don't yeah. think. A lot of Baileys. Yeah. I've seen a lot of dogs named Bailey in my yeah. days. A lot of people, you know, are very disrespectful to the Irish culture. You don't see me, you know, getting a dog no, yeah, and naming not. it like Giuseppe. Yeah. Yeah. Chiquita. I'm not going to name my dog yeah. Chiquita. Give me a break. I went to school with a girl named Jaquita. J a q u i t a. She she Italian? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If nice. I'm remembering that God, if I'm remembering uh, fucking uh, 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 Christian Slater and uh, fucking and the watch up his ass or no? What the fuck? Oh, the Christopher Walken, yeah. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the uh, yeah. the true romance. Scene. Yeah, yeah. This is uh. I'm going it's definitely off. a lane we don't need to travel any further down. So let's oh, uh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the movie we're talking about. It's our final dog movie of the month. Oh, strict more of this The program. Dog Days of Summer. We've been doing a lot of uh, boy and his dog type films. Everyone literally called that. Uh-huh. Like we should get one in man versus dog. We should Ooh. see who comes out on top. Here's what we're doing this week. Let's get into the rundown. The done round. The uh, rundown this week is brought to us by the sad-ass lemonade stand the girl at the uh, end of my street had going on today. Nice. She, uh, just just a little card table. She it is, it is, she had pink lemonade and a traditional lemonade, uh-huh. but like uh, she just had too many already pre-poured out. Like instead of like having like a nice icy pitcher of it, and she'll pour your glass up. It was uh-huh. just like a bunch of paper cups with just. Boiling yeah. hot, uh, tepid lemonades pre-poured out like yeah, three quarters away full. He's charging fifty cents for that for oh, like God. two swigs of boiling hot lemonade. That's inflation. I, like, I gave her a dollar, told her to keep the fifty cents as a tip. But I gotta be honest with you, didn't even finish that lemonade. Ooh. Just took like two sips of it and poured the rest of that shit out as I turned the corner. It was bad lemonade, little girl. And we do shots of Rumplemans. Either way, she looked pretty sad. So I don't know yeah. if you're in the neighborhood, maybe stop by. This yeah. is not even a. This is a residential street, man. There's no foot traffic going on here. It's yeah. one of the worst spots to set up a lemonade stand. Well, I heard she got, got teach her about business. hit by a car, and she's dead now, so oh, no need uh, to worry. As long as that check clears, we're, we're still, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, no reason not to do the ad read. I don't think they've closed her, closed her estate yet. Oh, yeah. W- wonderful. As long as there's somebody left I can sue in that family, mm-hmm. for sure. Get, yeah. get our ad money. Bad lemonade. Mess you up. The rundown is of 2011's The Gray. That's what you watched, right? <laughs> so we're talking about this week. Liam okay, Neeson. We're all on the same page. This is a film with a hefty runtime of 117 minutes. Yep, that was the movie. A good, like 27 minutes over what we like. We'll have to get into it a little bit later yeah. and see if we thought it deserved such a such a long runtime. Yeah. Budget of this film: 25 million. We spent 20, 20 of that <laughs> went to just the wolves. I, I hear all the robot wolves they uh wow. they built for this movie. Wow. Gross. $81.2 million. Uh, pretty, pretty pretty decent good. hit right here. Pretty the green made hit. some money. Made everybody happy. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. 2011, they were still making $25 million movies? Yeah, yeah. It seems... Was this a Lionsgate joint? Mm. No, this is Open Road. Yeah, yeah. There was a was lot of weird... Offshoot? Oh, it's a Sony like there was offshoot. six or seven different little, like, 
logos when this thing was starting up. Or yeah, I think it was a universal. Option. But yeah, Either that's way. Uh, only eleven years ago. They were still God. making mid-budget movies, and, and they look worked. at that return. They worked. I don't know why they don't do it anymore. Look at the return. Rotten Tomatoes has this at a respectable seventy-nine percent. That's nice. Audience rating sixty-one percent. Maybe there's some disgruntled people who maybe saw the previews for this movie that sold it as something completely different from what it is, and then maybe walked out of that theater uh, bitching about how stupid it was <laughs> okay calling those people ham already uh, maybe or maybe i'm saying maybe, maybe they're right oh, well, maybe the movie be, is you got to listen to the rest of the sure, episode guess, pal ugh. that's called a tease director of this film uh, a guy by the name of joe carnahan uh this guy did the jason patrick movie oh. narc uh he did the ryan reynolds crime movie smoking aces Oh, he did a big but what about Smoking Aces 2? Remake of The A-Team? I don't think he did Smoking Aces He did two. do Smoking Aces 2. He did a Patrick Wilson's a limo driver movie called Stretch. Uh, okay. Uh, it occurs to me as I'm reading down this list that I don't think I've seen any other Joe Carnahan movies ever. No, he did one that's like really bad that we both know is really bad. Oh. Or maybe it is just oh. Smoking Aces 1 and 2. Yeah, I don't know. if I've seen know. Smoking Aces, I don't remember having seen Smoking Aces. I might have seen like half of the A-Team while drunk once. Yeah. It was like on cable. I don't yeah, know. I saw it. It, uh, it was hard to watch. Oh, oh, you never, you never want to hear that. No. Yeah. How was Rampage Jackson? Oh, unforgettable. Oh, he did that The Fourth Kind movie, which mm-hmm. is, oh, he was a producer on that one. Say, oh, I he produced a lot of garbage. What that movie is. Oh, God. That was a Mila Jovovich Aliens Visiting oh, the Earth. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, is it I don't bad? watch any Mila Jovovich movies as a rule. Unless her husband directs Post Cuffs. Yeah. I'll, I'll always revisit Cuffs. That's a feel-good favorite. Yeah, this guy's just attached his name to a lot of bad Stars stuff. of this film, Matt. Uh-huh. Number one. Uh-huh. The Irish phenom Liam Neeson is in this movie. Ooh. As John Otway. Yeah, no one knows what he that is. He is a sharpshooter who kills wolves for an oil company in Alaska. That is his fucking job. I get it's the s- coolest idea for a job I've ever heard of in my entire life. I get so many hits for that on my uh, monster. Yeah, what do I? How, how did you, that is uh, LinkedIn? Is yeah, that, my is that LinkedIn. The thing? People are always like, "Hey, how do I? How do I find this do job?" That? Do I have to be good at shooting a gun? Do I have to own a gun? Uh, no. Know, it's Alaska. Probably not. Uh, you probably need to own it if you're in Alaska. Sounds awesome, though. I'd fucking love to do that as a job. It's all high-paying shit because no one wolves. wants to live there. Yeah, it seems... It's cheap living. Seems bad from this movie, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Uh, he was Hannibal in the A-Team. I love it Very when memorable. a plan comes together. <laughs> good stuff right there. Uh, we saw him as Briar in Next of Kin. That was... That was unforgettable right there, oh, that, that episode of Baby Blow. Uh, he was the Dark Man. Give me the fucking elephant. remember him as the Dark Man, I'm sure. Give me the fucking elephant. He was the character Keegan in Krull. Keegs. For all the fantasy fans Keegs. out there. Uh, he was in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Probably in that Obi-Wan uh, TV show now, too, I imagine. They're probably going to... Probably gonna drop a surprise Liam Neeson Force Ghost cameo, I'd imagine. How cool is that song, though? That's one of the coolest songs ever written, for sure. Yeah. It's a shame that it's attached to something as nerdy and dumb as Star Wars. Wow. Most importantly, this guy Liam Neeson was Captain Mikhail 
Pullen and and K nineteen the Widowmaker and Macal's Navy badass movies ever K nineteen the Widowmaker it's, that's just a great name for for anything you call anything that and I never would, saw it oh yeah I never saw the movie either oh, okay Joe Anderson is in this movie no one watches that as Flannery he's a, an annoying dick who talks too much on next to Neeson on an airplane yeah uh he was Russell in the Crazies. Okay. Did you ever see the Crazies? Which was that? I don't know. I can't. There was that era where like a lot of movies like that came out. Like, was it a remake? <sighs> could have been. Uh, could have been. I don't know. I didn't remember if I'd seen it or not. I'll look it up. He played the character Alistair in the Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. Did you get all the way to Breaking Dawn Part Two in your watch of the Twilight Saga? Is wait, Breaking Dawn Part Two makes me think that's like the sequel to the last one, which yeah, would mean sounds like no. it. Yeah, I, mm. I think I watched the first two. Oh man, it's a shame. Shame to hear you didn't get all the way through there. Yeah. Uh, also, he was Sean McAfee. I did see the Crazies. That was the remake with uh, okay, Seth okay. Bullock. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might want to check that one out. Yeah. He was Sean McCaffrey in a straight-to-video backdraft sequel that just came out in 2019. Draft back? Backdraft 2 apparently draft back? came out in 2019. Is it Backdraft 2? It's draft literally back? just called Backdraft 2. How do you not name that movie Draft Back? I don't know. It's, it would have came out a couple years after the original, I can see doing that. But 2019, they're just... They're not going to get esoteric with it. They're just going to be like, uh, I hope people remember what backdraft is. Oh, God. Oh, God. James Badge Dale is uh-huh. in this movie as Lewenden. He's the first person to die dramatically after shit goes down in this movie. Oh, no. He's one of the guys who dies. Hmm. Uh, he played the character Dan Reed in Gore Verbinski's uh, infamous failure, The Lone Ranger. Oh. Which I think I'm ready to try to watch. Look, never seen that one. I think maybe people were wrong on it. I, I got think a theory so maybe too. people were wrong on it. Nate, I really, really like Johnny Army Depp's got Hammer. That bird on his head, Army Hammer. Just say what you will about him wanting to eat people or whatever. He's great. He's charismatic. He's oh. charismatic. I think it's about. I think the only reason I haven't watched that is because it's like four hours long or something. Watch that Reaper show just for Army Hammer. Gore Rubinsky, very versatile director. Anything he does, I like generally. Uh, and he just wanted to eat a bitch's toe. Yeah. That's, if there's like other a whole stuff or anything, he said that I don't know about. I don't know about that, and you can't hold that against me. JBD played the character Tyrone Woods in Michael Bay's overseas terrorism flag waving movie Thirteen Hours. No, Thirteen which Ghosts. I don't remember existing. It's got monk in it. I think it. I think it played only in uh, the deepest red states. Michael Bay's Thirteen Hours. Yeah, no monk. Not gonna see that. Movie. Matthew Lillard, Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, this guy played the character Timo Gavin in three episodes of Rescue Me. Rescue According me. According to the Rescue Me wiki, Timo Gavin was a character on the FX drama Rescue Me. Cool. The character was played by James Badge Dale. Okay. Timo okay. is Tommy Gavin's much younger brother, like his older brother Johnny. He is a New York Police Department detective. Shortly after the funeral of his mother, Timo left for a trip to the Bahamas and has not been seen since. He was <laughs> not, not a Rescue Me fan. Oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, ben Hernandez Bray mm. is in this movie as Hernandez. Uh, he's the first guy who gets torn apart by wolves. Oh, once people start getting torn apart my, by wolves in this movie. Oh my. Uh, this guy's a stuntman that Carnahan always uses in small roles in his movies. 
Uh, we saw him playing a goon in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, okay. Uh, he's done stunts in so many movies, so much legendary shit. Shit like Jag. Ooh, yeah. Shit like Phantoms. Oh. The movie Swordfish. Swordfish with uh, Haley Berry's titties. And also the infamous Kirsten Dunst never wears a bra in the whole movie, Crazy Slash Beautiful. Oh. For the life of me, I can't remember when a stunt would have been necessary. It was just like... Remember, just people laying around in bedrooms. I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh, you need to check it out for Kirsten Dunst not wearing a bra the whole movie. She just... Things uh, hanging at a nice angle. I know, and then I, like, she, she does... Well, if you bring her up, absolutely nothing for mm-hmm. me. But then mm-hmm. whenever I do see her, I'm always like, oh, yeah, she's pretty yeah. nice. Look, look at those things. Look at those things. Yeah. Also did stunts on the Fairley Brothers version of The Three Stooges. <laughs> we got to <laughs> call probably the height of his <laughs> career, I would <laughs> imagine. We'll probably cover that some month. Yeah, we'll get there. Frank Grillo. Mm, the Grillo. Frankie Grills is in this movie playing Diaz. Uh-huh. The guy who's kind of a badass, but kind of a moron. Uh. And like his idiot meatheadedness gets people killed or whatever, probably. It's the Frank Grillo role. It's, it's the role yeah. he always plays. Yeah. It's an Italian guy playing a Mexican guy. Don't yeah. overthink it. We saw him as Frank Campagna in Warrior. Fight trainer Frank Campagna. Yeah, he was that. We saw him as a secret agent in the Mel Gibson movie Edge of Darkness. Oh, when we did talked about that. Mel Gibson's late career for an entire month. Mel That's something Gibson. we did on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He was Crossbones in the Captain America movies. Oh hell yeah! Also, he played. He had a, a seven-picture deal till they kicked him up, or killed him off. Oh, that's a shame. He should have cashed in on that. I wonder if there was any severance pay. He played the character. Speaking of Italians, the character Franco La Puma. La in season Puma. three, episode 10 of Silk Stockings, Ladies' Night Out. Oh. And that one, a sexual extortion crime, turns into a murder. Which, isn't that the plot synopsis of every episode of yeah, Silk Stockings? That's, I think so. You're not really doing your work there, plot synopsis guy. I was so fucking, you know, boned out after Monday Night Raws. Oh, I, yeah. I, I uh-huh. you know, passed out because of that just eruption. Silk Stockings, it's like a boner factory. I've said it for years. No, no, no. I was too boned up during Raw. Oh, you're the professional wrestling that got yeah, you all boned up? right. Oh, that's different. That's different than what I was imagining. Oh, okay. Dermot Mulroney. Speaking of people to get boned up over. Oh, he's... Yeah. Handsome what Dermot Mulroney guy? is in this movie as Talbot. He's a guy who, like, talks about God and how he has a family and stuff. Mm-hmm. AKA, he's the nerd of the movie. Loser. The glasses-wearing nerd. Uh, we know him and love him as the guy who dumps Sarah Jessica Parker for her sister Claire Danes in the Family Stone. Mm. Uh, we love him, love him as Dirty Steve in Young Guns. Mm. Probably the most memorable thing he will ever do. He's a gun younger. He weirdly had a moment where he became really mainstream for being opposite Julia Roberts in My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm. He kind of was like mm. an A-lister there for a second. That movie was so gigantic. Oh, yeah. Really weird. And I was like. Dirty Steve's starring in that movie? Yeah. Really? That's 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 weird. That he, doesn't seem right. He dated uh, Jessica Day. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He was in some some episodes of The New Girl. He uh, was in one of the Insidious movies. Mm, two, or, I think. I think yeah. it was Insidious 2, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Also, he played scumbag burglar who tries to rob a target, Nestor Pyle, in the Jennifer Conley rides one of those coin-operated... Horses for Little Kids While Wearing a Tank Top Movie, Career Opportunities. Remember that one? Before, I remember that before trailer. She, before she lost all the weight. She was she was filling out that, that wife beater pretty good. I remember the trailer. Mm-hmm. Great little film. 
Frank Whale, I think is the guy's name. Wale. Mm, Wale. He's say Francais. Dallas Roberts is in this movie as Henrik. He's another oil driller guy. There are all these oil yeah. driller guys in this movie. This guy lasts almost to the very end of the movie, though. He's kind of a badass. You're right. This guy attended Juilliard. He's, he's a trained <laughs> Turns out he's a nerd and, and not a badass. He played Grayson Butterfield in the 2007 version of 310 to Yuma. More like Which Button I kind of remember being Field. good. Kind of remember watching that and it was good. Uh, don't really remember anything about it though. Yeah, I, I think know. it was boring. Just kind of ended well. Mm-hmm. He was Angus Partridge on twenty-five episodes of The L Word. You ever seen any of The L Word? No. Is, is that a favorite of yours? Love is the L Word. Love. I think he was lesbians. So he's a lesbian. Yeah, he played a lesbian. I'm so confused. He was on Alongside ten episodes of that dreadful piece of shit show, The Walking Dead. Oh, Didn't even bother researching what he played on that show because who cares? Uh, so boring. Also, he played the character Mickey in Ordinary World, uh-huh. which is a movie where Billy Joe Armstrong uh-huh. stars as an aging rock star. Billy Joe I had Armstrong? No idea existed. Is ever. that the name of the character he plays? BJA is, is an actor yeah. in a film. Uh, that sounds terrible. <sighs> Don't want to be an American idiot. Nanzo Anozi is in this movie, Matt. As Burke. Uh, yeah, okay. He's the black guy who somehow gets roped into working out in the snow in fucking Alaska. I yeah. Know, I don't know how the f- this guy's life must have went wrong for that to fucking happen. Mm. He plays Tank in one of your favorite movies, Rock and Rolla. Oh, Rock and Rolla! I know you love that one for sure. I'm a Rock and Rolla! He played the character Artis in the Conan the Barbarian remake. Which I weirdly, I think, came and went without anybody paying any attention Wait, to it. No, I didn't see that. Even though it was coming like right off of Jason Momoa being on Game of Thrones and that yeah. being the biggest thing in the world. Like nobody really yeah. saw that thing or had any fucking like opinions about it one way or another. I, I saw that Hercules movie with the rock instead. Oh, I've seen that was uh, way better. Conan the Barbarian remake, but not Hercules. So yeah. Oh. On, on opposite sides of that decision. Well, maybe we'll watch both of those one month and we'll see. Which was better. That sounds dreadful. Uh, he played the captain in Disney's delightful live-action remake of Cinderella, which stars my darling Cinderella Lily James. She's very, very adorable. Cinderella. He played Bishop in a Joe Wright adaptation of Peter Pan from 2015 that I don't remember Is that the one whatsoever? with uh, Hugh Jackman? Mm, yeah, I think, I think there was a Hugh Jackman in mm. that one, quite frankly. It is Pride Month. Also, he played Frank Mace in Joe Wright's Atonement, which is a delightful mm. uh, period piece with a very tense, very tense that one. More like you gotta have a period to enjoy that piece. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> to throw out uh, this one, I know that's a pretty good line though. I know, I know you just for your wife. I just want to shout out that he also played. Uh, My wife is home. The voice of the Hydroflax in season nine, episode thirteen of Doctor Who. The Husband's River Song. Oh, it's and that a river one, a crass spaceship episode. calls upon the doctor for help. He uh-huh. finds himself recruited into River Song's squad mm-hmm. and hurled into chaos across the galaxy. Sounds Season very engaging. Nine? Very engaging. There's a good chance I've seen it. Finally, Matt. Finally, Anne Openshaw is in this movie as. Liam Neeson's wife. Sue? I think the only chick in the movie. Oh, there's a flight attendant. Flight attendant, a bartender, 
I don't know, I've got mi- yeah, that's about it. No one with a speaking role, I guess, and she only appears in weird flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Narc. Nah. She's done a ton of TV work I've never heard of. Another one for the wife here. She Uh-oh. was in, she played Kate mm-hmm. in season one, episode 20 of Supernatural. Oh. Dead Man's Blood. And that one, after Daniel Elkins, a vampire hunter, and John's mentor is murdered, Sam and Dean are surprised when John himself shows up to solve the Sam case. And Dean. John discovers the vampires have taken an antique gun, which has the power to kill all supernatural beings. Oh. The Winchester family yeah. sets out to retrieve the gun from the vampires so they can use it to kill the demon that took Sam and Dean's mother. Oh. That's a lot of plot for one episode, man. Yeah, uh, Supernatural's got a lot of story to it. Mm, sounds exhausting. I feel like she was in more than one episode of that show, too. Rest of the actors in this movie are wolves. Oh. Tagline of this film. Uh-huh. Live or die on this day. On this day. Plot. Yes. After suffering a violent plane crash... A group of oil drillers is stranded in the most remote wilderness of Alaska, far from any chance of being rescued. Exposed to the icy cold and extreme living conditions, the few survivors, led by Otway, an experienced hunter, will endure the tireless persecution of a pack of huge wolves. The Grey. That's the Grey. That's a, that's a plot synopsis right there. That's, How about that's a great it? plot for a movie. That's what every movie should be about. My goodness. Matt, let's get into bullet points, the next segment of the podcast where we dig into our notes. We talk about the things that stood out to us as we were uh-huh. watching the film. Uh-huh. We kind of uh-huh. just go through uh-huh. it chronologically and right. talk about everything generally. Pretty much. It kind of gets a little bit long in the tooth after a Pretty while, much. quite frankly. It might be too thorough, I'd say. Sometimes we're Could just be. too thorough. I don't know. I guess. Nevertheless. I we can get lazy about it, I yeah. guess. Let's, let's try to cut let's loose. Let's get lazy, brother. Let's yeah. get in there and let's talk about your first bullet point. Hey, uh, Liam's got to go low to get high, my guy. He's talking about him being a scumbag? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a scumbag. scumbag he's, a, he's, a, he's playing a scumbag, and he's mm-hmm. clearly in a scumbag place. Oh, yeah. We're, we're out in the middle of the woods. It's quiet. It's serene. Until it's not. Then we're just in the middle of a fucking, like, oil refinery. Yeah. Got that gross yellow glove, industrial lights everywhere. Oh, yeah. Just, like, steam coming out of everything. Mm-hmm. It's very cold. Mm-hmm. It's Alaska. It's disgusting. Yeah. Grizzled ass voiceover narration from Liam Neeson here, just being like, eh, "Life's I'm a terrible, scumbag motherfucker, surrounded by idiot dipshits." Everybody got here. The world is terrible. They're all criminals. It's kind of like a, a suicide note slash opening voiceover narration yeah. thing we got going here. That he's uh writing to his ex-wife, I guess. Sue. His ex-wife Sue. Dearest Sue. Which we're wondering, like, I'm wondering, I was like, is this bitch dead, or is this bitch just, like, dump him because he's a scumbag? Yeah. I didn't really remember. It turns out that's sort of a plot point. Like, it's, it's left vague until the right. end when there's a big reveal, kind of, so I, that's floating, right? You're not sure I wasn't what sure. happened, but he's I'd like, never seen this. I wanted to get back together with you, but I know it could never happen. I was, I was like, like, she left because you Liam Neesoned. Yeah, he fucking... Definitely was doing whatever Irish guys get up to, and this this woman had had enough, it seemed like to me. It's usually too much drinking, which means they don't get it up to her mm, in true. time. Yeah, that's true. That happens. Whiskey-dicked motherfuckers. I tell you. That's, that's the Irish. That's it. In a nutshell. 
Hey, at least they can still see their dicks, unlike those Italians, because mm-hmm. they eat the pasta. Oh, hey, my own. I couldn't tell if that was going to be a fat joke or a big, bushy Italian pube joke. Uh, Could have went either way. Hey, forget about it. Oh, God. Forgot that my phone's plugged in here. Oh, yeah. Ripped it straight okay. off the fucking desk here. Cord looks good, though. <sighs> looks great. It's doing, it's doing great. These things, they really hold up, these iPhone cords. Yeah. It's great quality on these things. Is that an original lightning cord? So there's a a cool oil rig fucking bar that he goes in. Hell yeah. Which is just like a bar built inside an airplane yeah. hangar with like a handful of pool tables in I'd there. I'd love to see what Taffer could do with it. There's just scumbag oil driller guys in like crazy fist fights going on. Yeah. Like it's one of these scenes in a movie where like there's just you're led to believe there's just always a fist fight going on at all times in this place, which is great. I love yeah. that as a trope for sure. Never in my life went into a bar where there was just always a fist fight happening. It seems yeah. untenable, but the, the movie world seems to seems to they're, think that we're, we're going to buy this shit. We just ain't looking hard enough. I don't know. I've been hitting the pavement, man. That's true. Been out there looking. Neeson, Neeson's taking shots uh-huh. alone, mm-hmm. just talking to nobody. Yeah, he drinks alone. Flashing back to images nah. of his wife laying in a bed, laying in a bed with his wife, just sad drinking, just yeah. thinking about it. Seems like she's a dead wife, I wrote here, but we're not sure yet. We're not sure. Yet. It turns out, yes, she's she's a dead oh, wife. turns out she ends up oh, being a dead wife. Oh, God. This guy's sad. He's a, he's a scumbag. Yep. And he's about to kill himself. Is, 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 is everything he's a right loser. Now. Next scene out, he's like shooting wolves, though. Yeah. He's just literally in snow camo shooting wolves yep. just out in the tundra as they try to like roll up on fucking people working the pipeline. He yep. just plugs them. Before these guys can die? Not on my watch. Cool fucking life, man. I don't know what he's so sad about. Yeah, he seems like he's doing well. It seems like probably cheap booze going on, because it's just like an in-house bar these guys are going to. Yeah. He gets to shoot things all day long. Uh, yeah. S- seems like he had comfy snow camo. I don't know. He didn't seem too cold. I would like it when it's that season where the sun's out for like 20 hours out of the day or whatever. Ooh, that's got to be That's gotta be weird. I'd you like get like that. a bender going. You've been drinking oh, for like eight right? hours. Then like you step outside and it's just blazing sun still. You got no idea what fucking time of How day it is. How great would that be? Sounds like a dream, really. I bet that's where we still die. Still doing grizzled narration here. Talking about, I've stopped doing this world any real good. I stopped doing mushrooms Dramatic wolf howl happens. Every time you like, he'll say something real dramatic and mm. then you'll just hear like a wolf howl over the soundtrack. Yeah, it's not heavy handed. It's not at all. This fucking, the sound design on this movie is one of the coolest things about it. It's just constant growls and howls and yeah. shit at all fucking times. Uh, after he shoots this wolf, he goes over and like puts his hand on it and like sits with it as it dies. And you're mm-hmm. like, this guy, he respects the wolf. He's spiritual, brother. He doesn't respect the man. No. But he respects the wolf. Yes. Uh, then he starts quoting some fucking poem that he keeps quoting throughout this movie. And he's just like, once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty shitty poem. Right I like Googled it. I was like, who wrote this shitty poem that they keep? But then it turns out it's just like, his it's dad. shitty because it's just like a poem written for the movie. Yeah. We learned that his dad wrote this poem, like right. the character or whatever. I'm like. I guess that, that makes sense why it's such a shitty poem then. Love or die on this day. I also Even think... You use that as the tagline <laughs> for the movie? They're really leaning heavy on this poem. I think unless it's, you know, a song, all poems suck. Yeah, that's pretty true. That's generally... If you're not going to put, like, some sweet guitar licks behind your poem, yeah. like, what's the fuck... 
What's the point of your poem existing? Yeah. The only I somebody gets a pass. Shel Silverstein. Oh yeah, that great guy's shit. a genius. Just because all his great Playboy yeah. work in the 1960s. Is... That Giving Tree, bro. Oh man, that one. That one will get under your skin. Kid's a dick. I've never read The Giving Tree. I don't. I don't know what it is at all. Just keep it that way. Okay. Not gonna poison my brain. Poetry. I don't think your heart can handle it. There's a lot of background chatter in the next scene. People are getting on a plane, but like you're hearing people be like, oh man, there's a storm coming in and we better get this plane de-iced and fucking off the runway quick or this storm's really going to fuck with us. Yep. I'm like, oh, or maybe just don't get on a plane in the middle of a gigantic fucking crazy winter storm in Alaska. Yeah. Know. Seems like a bad idea, guys, but they're all getting on a plane. I was like, good Lord, look at all these scumbags. Yeah, these guys. It just looks like a hockey team. Mm-hmm. It just looks like Liam Neeson and a hockey team, basically. Yeah. All these fucking guys on this airplane. Listen to me, Kurt Russell. This is when Motormouth Assholes sits next to Neeson. He's like, hey, man, you're the guy that shoots all the wolves or whatever. Hey, blah, 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 blah. Neeson's like, I'm a scumbag piece of shit. Don't really want to be sitting here talking on the plane. Please just shut the fuck up and leave me alone. I'm sorry we couldn't get Jared Leto. Yeah, the guy's like, oh, I'll take my vague Jared Leto vibes to the other end of the plane. Find somebody to fucking annoy, man. Yeah, bro. He's like bragging about like doing chicks and stuff. (laughs) How old is this guy? It's pretty cool. Trying to brag to old ass Liam Neeson that he like gets laid when he goes into Anchorage. Liam That's Neeson doesn't fucking care. That's you know, you know how many fucking female buttholes Liam Neeson has seen in his fucking day, man. Yeah, you ain't gonna impress this guy. No, he's he, seen them all. And, and like, know the room, man. You find that guy in that town that way. Like, he's the kind of guy like sex. It's not like oh, hope I get some. That's just a just a primal thing for him. Like, Absolutely. He'll take it out of you if he needs to. 100%. Yeah. Can and don't, will. Don't bring it up. It's, it's, a, it's a chore to Liam Neeson, quite frankly, yeah. to have sex at this point in his grizzled life. Yeah. Ah, dick's hard again. Guess I'll stick it in something wet and warm. <laughs> Who's close by? <laughs> Uh, so we get some turbulence going on on the flight right here. The boys are busting each other's balls like, oh, looking a little nervous over there, man. Yeah. Ooh, baby. It's like, no, you guys are about to die horribly. It's this, this is not a laughing matter right now. I didn't notice anybody uh, label anybody for being gay here. Uh, do we get that at all in this movie? There's a lot of ball busting. Yeah. Guys being guys, but. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. 2011, 11 years ago. It's pretty impressive. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty impressive yeah. for the gray that there's not just a lot of hard F words being thrown around. I feel like shit. I feel like 2015 it was still. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I was dropping them right and left oh, all the day. time. Just hating my voice. It's like uh, Kendrick Lamar, whichever rapper said, we didn't know no better. <laughs> Did Kendrick Lamar say that? Yeah, well, it's well, very wise. Good. Wise position. Uh, Liam Neeson's asleep. But you can see his breath coming out of his mouth, uh-huh. and it's like in a pressurized plane. That's not a good sign. You're not supposed to. No. You're not supposed to be getting extreme temperatures going on here. Something's wrong. Yeah. He gets jolted awake to chaos and people freaking out. They're screaming. There's random sparks happening throughout like, the plane. I was dreaming about my wife. All the windows are frozen up. This is, uh, this, this is not good. <clears throat> you know. Big crash. People go flying everywhere. They're fucking hitting the ceiling. The plane's ripping itself apart. Yeah. People are screaming. Neeson's like cinching himself in real tight with a seatbelt. You know He's this grabbing that oxygen mask. He's fucking He's a deep into that oxygen mask. This, this guy is, despite being suicidal, very strong survival instinct on this yeah. guy, it turns out. 
one point the plane's completely upside down and the roof's ripped off and you just like see Neeson looking at the ground coming up on him. It's it just ooh. Uh, it's kind of terrifying, quite frankly. It really is. Sound man. design in this, once again, just awesome. Just all the sounds of this plane tearing apart and yeah. hitting the ground and shit. Great yeah. stuff. Keep cutting back and forth to this utter chaos, just him serenely playing around, playing some grab ass under the covers with his wife. Like, it's weird. This guy's mind's fucking gone. This guy's... My wife. Half fucking gone mentally, a, for sure. You have a beautiful ass. Goes from sleeping in uh, white white sheets to waking up in white snow. Looking Cocaine. around like, what the fuck's going on? Right. I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It's just the tundra. All I can see is white on all sides. Nothing. Wind's fucking howling. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a place you want to be. He looks confused, mm-hmm. but he's in good shape. Oh, yeah. He, he's all right. He cinched that uh, seatbelt in so yeah. tight. He did a real yeah. good job. Stumbles over to some wreckage. Finds a dude pinned down and screaming. Yeah, he does. This guy's just screaming gibberish. Just yelling, fucking went down, man. Look at that guy. He's cut in half and shit like yeah. that. It's pretty cool. It's like a war scene where like guys are getting blown up and yeah. screaming and everybody's freaking out. It's like that Ryan's Privates, Shaving Ryan's Privates. Shaving Ryan's Privates. Probably my favorite war movie. You love that one. I like Inception, the war movie. Neeson starts like looking through bags, trying to find hats and gloves and shit, because he's very cold. He just instantly mm-hmm. instantly goes to fevery, is what happens yeah. in the middle of all this chaos, which I appreciated. I found a toque. He finds Hernandez. He's like uh, talking about how he's got to call Vanessa and shit. Yeah. He's like... You're in shock, you dumb son of a bitch! Who the fuck's Vanessa? The plane's gone, man! It's yeah. in pieces! Yeah. This guy, this guy doesn't know what happened. He's, no. he's fucking Hernandez. He's lost his mind. He's lost it. Neeson instantly is just like, all right, time for me to just put on dad voice and start barking orders at people. It's yeah. basically what I'm going to have to do for the rest of this movie. It's like, you, over there, do this. You, pick that up. Let's find some shit and do some stuff. Yep. People are just like, oh, look at that. Eight-foot-tall Irish man over there with all the bass in his voice. Yeah. He seems to be in charge. We should probably listen to him. Just do what he says. Just, just do what Liam Neeson says, basically. Yeah. The lesson to be learned from this movie. Yeah. Guys do some scavenging. They're picking through the wreckage of the plane, trying to find stuff that can be used. Everyone's just like, Who, what, what's next, Liam Neeson? What's next? He tells Wolves. The, yeah. Wolves is what's next. There we go. I got it there now. It's nighttime. They got some fires going. They're hearing something. Liam Neeson thinks it's like a another survivor. Like, oh shit, I gotta go over there. Fucking yeah, help this person. That's cool. They woke up and nah, it's a wolf he's hearing. Oh, a yeah. wolf eating somebody who's alive. It's the female flight attendant. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh god, that's that's that. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. There's wolves eating, and he's just like. Going to quietly step wolves. away. Why did it always have to be wolves? Ooh. This guy, he knows more about wolves than anybody else in the world. Yeah. We're going to learn right here. So he knows what's up here. All the dudes run in and beat the wolf off the uh, screaming woman or whatever. But, you know. Is that a sexual act? Runs away. Well, there's one wolf, though. There's probably a pack. There's not just going to be. This ain't no lone wolf out there. Nate. This is what I'm thinking. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. It might wind up in a body bag. Truer words. No body bags out here in the wilderness, so no, you're just going to end up absolutely. frozen in the snow. Yeah. Great moment here after the wolf attack where uh, all these dumb idiot oil workers are uh-huh. having a serious discussion over whether werewolves are a real thing or not. He's like, I know not werewolves, but like, <laughs> we have his rabies, man. 
Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff here. But uh, this leads to the first of many, many monologues where Liam Neeson's just laying straight wolf facts on people. Yeah. He's like basically like an autistic little kid who's like uh, obsessed with wolves and just tells people wolf facts everywhere he goes. Yeah. That's his character for the rest of this movie. He's talking about den radius and shit, just like <sighs> for anywhere within 18 miles of the wolf den, they'll attack us. If we're not, generally they'll leave us alone. They will attack us if we're near the den. Den radius. This is how it goes. So shit like that's happening. These guys are like, oh, fuck. I hope we're not near the den or whatever. I have a very particular set of wolf skills. Another guy's like, oh, shit. Look, I found a GPS. That's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is pretty cool. That Probably should help you. Good way for like people to find your plane that went yeah. down and whatnot. But People always say, like, you know... Case of uh, crash like that mm-hmm. out there, you should just probably Find that stay GPS. in one place. For sure, yeah. Not what these assholes do. Do we no. ever mention the GPS again? Is there a line that says it's like broken or something? No, no, no. He finds it and he's stoked, and I'm like, it's okay, never broken. And like then, the guys checks it throughout the yeah, movie. He's never, like, oh, this is maybe no, I don't never know. comes up again. <laughs> like, yeah, like just felt like this is gonna be like a plot point. Like, okay, get, someone's gonna have with this a GPS. He but, fucking gives it no. to Liam Neeson yeah. at the end, even, and still. Yeah, I don't know. I guess nobody is out there looking for these scumbag oil refinery guys, which yeah. makes sense. They'll hire more. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, these guys Lower are just sitting around their little campfire making jokes about like the movie Alive and like, yep. oh, we're eating all this meat and there's all these dead bodies all around us. How do we know we're not eating one of our friend's assholes or something? Blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you stupid sons of bitches. This is no laughing matter. No. Things are about to get very bad for you. Wolves again. Oh, we yeah. hear a growl. Neeson takes a torch out of the, the campfire looking out into the dark Inky black distance, wolf eyes everywhere. Just dozens and dozens of sets of wolf eyes. Yeah. One of the guys is like, look at the fucking size of that thing. <sighs> Movie does a lot in the dark where you just you don't see what's going on anywhere. You, you know, just hear there. stuff going on. You, you hear something from just like through growls and howls. They really give you like the 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 sense that you're being surrounded, but you can't see what's going on. Very tense. A lot of tension going on. Very tense. Wolf attack breaks the tension. Just fucking, there's like, we ought to sleep in shifts. There's wolves everywhere. Guy who's on the first shift is just like, oh, I'm going to like go walk around and like uh, check shit out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good idea. He gets out to the outer perimeter of that camp. Wolf fucking snatches his ass. Yeah. Tears him the fuck apart. He's taking a leak. Yeah, these things are testing the perimeter. Yeah. He's second shift. They're seeing. They're seeing what they can get. What they can get away with. Fucking. Neeson and Burke were first guy, no shift. No problem. Okay. Got ne- him through. Neeson, no problem. Neeson didn't go out to take a piss. No, he knew. Bad better. idea. He caught bad Burke trying idea. to fall asleep. And was like, "Don't wake up or don't fall asleep, big man. We've got to stay alive." He's got a lot of rules of staying alive. Yeah. But I like how we never. I'm just, Seems like he's got a special forces tattoo or something like that. Yeah. Like we we never we never nope. go into any like background to him. Like nope. where did he get all these skills? Why is he such a good sharpshooter? Why does he know what death feels like when when you're dying? He has a very particular it's set of like, wolf skills. This guy's fucking Liam Neeson, man. He he knows yeah. this shit. Of yeah. course he does. Who else would know things like this? But it's it was one of the first of the Liam Neeson's movies. Oh. And people were asking questions. Mm-hmm. We know now. Oh. For sure. Because all the Liam Neesons have laid the groundwork. We've seen, we've seen all the Liam Neesons at this point. 
Next morning, Neeson wakes up and just finds blood fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it turns out all the blood is Hernandez's blood, because mm-hmm. Hernandez is no more, man. Uh, he tells him, they weren't eating him. They were killing him. Ooh. I don't know. He's like psychologically analyzing the wolves right now. He's this guy's really into wolves as it turns out. He, lo- he loves them, man. Yeah, he decides these wolves aren't even trying to kill us for food. They're just assholes as it turns out. Yeah. They just, they just don't like us being out here for sure. Uh, he starts monologuing again like, we need to make a stand. We need to fight the wolves. If we don't, they'll get bold. They'll get bolder and bolder. That's right. You gotta, <coughs> you gotta roll up that newspaper and smack them on the nose. One of those little spray bottles, I think, would be nice. Oh. They get near you, you, just give them a little spray. Fill up a can like that. with some coins. They hate that shit. They hate that, that rattle, oh, that... Shake wah, 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 that wah, wah, at the yeah. wolves? They're oh. not gonna stick around. No. There's ways to get rid of wolves. Yeah. Uh, piss on your own clothes, I think. Oh, is that a... Yeah, I've been yeah. doing that anyway. There you go. No wonder there's no wolves around the house. Yeah, you're safe. Uh, we make another plan, uh... Maybe we don't fight the wolves. Maybe we try to get to the tree line. Where wolves live? Where wolves live? <laughs> That's what I said. He's like, maybe if we get to that tree line, they'll yeah. see that we're leaving and they'll stop bothering us. And I was like, I don't think so. I think the wolves probably live in those trees, man. The wolves don't just live out in the empty plains you're in right now. They live anywhere. It's going to be over by that fucking tree line. And again, rescue teams are going to check last known location. Yeah. You stick with this is the wreckage. Sort of. The uh, point of this movie isn't to be a, like true to life survival fucking anything. It's just a lot of allegory and death. Yeah. So you don't got to pay attention to plot or sense or whatever. No. But this one scene here where just we got to explain why they leave the plane and they're trying to go somewhere else is just. A big fucking hurdle. Like, yeah. they just keep having Liam Neeson try to explain why it's maybe a good idea. And the more he explains it, the stupider it sounds. Yeah. And it's like, all right, movie, just just get these guys moving in, and I'll accept that it's happening. Quit trying to convince me that it makes any sense what's happening. Yeah. Because it makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. No. Uh, so, yeah, they decide they're going to make for the fucking uh, tree line, which... Uh, not a good idea because it's a long walk. It's a rough walk. Uh-huh. The wind's howling. People start getting pissy about like the decision. They're like, maybe we should go back. Maybe we shouldn't have left. Diaz, this is when he yeah. really starts being like, why is Liam Neeson in charge? I didn't vote for Liam Neeson to be the dad of this trip. Like, no. fucking, we're all just listening to him like suckers. And it's like, <clears throat> yeah, of course you're going to. It's Liam Neeson. Try to talk back to him. He's probably going to bare knuckle box you later on in this movie or whatever. A good chance. Mm hmm. Neeson fills up the thermos with jet fuel before they uh, take off. I'm Smart like, dude. That'll get you fucking wasted. Oh, totally. Anything He's going to be huffing that. World War II flyboys. It's, those guys got fucked up on jet fuel. So good plan, man. Good. He just used it to start campfires and shit, which seems weird to me. I would have been no, he, taking swigs of that jet fuel. He was fuel huffing it, bro. The whole fucking time. The whole walk. whole fucking time. Uh... They decide that they should collect all the dead guys' wallets before they leave, and this is a big scene. Where it's yeah. Like, we should collect all the wallets. Get the wallets. So I don't know. There's probably a flight log somewhere where you're going to know who was on that plane, who died, who didn't. You don't really got to carry their wallets around, I don't think. He wants to, and Diaz takes issue oh, with he it. He fucking hates it. Because Diaz was stealing so wallets much. earlier, and Liam Neeson said, I'm going to beat the shit out of you in the next five seconds, and you're going to swallow a lot of blood over a fucking billfold. 
So he's like, yeah, let's waste more time collecting fucking wallets, you fucking idiots. Weather's about to kick our asses, but let's stay here and collect all the wallets. Yeah. He's drunk. Diaz is just, like, taking the approach I would have if I was ever in a plane crash in the middle of Alaska. Like, gather up all the fucking liquor that survived and and just... Drink it till we die. Drink it until we die. Smart man, quite frankly. Neeson finds his sniper rifle as they're rifling through shit to, like, uh, take with them before they leave. Yep. But then he just, like, tosses it at the ground, and I'm like, I guess it's broken? I don't know. Yeah, it was in two pieces. Yeah. I don't think it was supposed to be. Yeah, You can take a rifle apart. It, just, it was in its case and shit. I was just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe just like he doesn't find it. It was confusing to me that he found it. I think it broke. Yeah, it was, it was broken. Also, he finds his little suicide note from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll keep this suicide note on me. That's good memories. Yeah. Now let's uh walk in a single file line. Uh, I got a reason Completely unarmed, uh, you know, through this empty plane. And hope the wolves don't attack us while we're doing it. No, that should be okay. They didn't like, let's, I don't know, probably a lot of like jagged metal or something you could like pick up and be like, I'm at least going to like have this to like stab a wolf if a wolf comes at me. None of this. Or just use the plane to build a shelter at the plane. Of course, there's a lot of wreckage around where you can build some sort of shelter there at the plane where you're in. It seems, I don't know. Uh, So. One nerd is like, uh, maybe we should like say some words about all these dead guys before we get out of here or whatever. And they're all like, oh, yeah, man, I guess so. That makes sense. We're civilized human beings. We probably should take a moment to think about all this death. Yep. So he, he says some words. He's like, McDermott. Uh, oh, thank you, God, for, you know, killing these guys and not us. Rub-a-dub-dub, like, thanks for the How about rub. fuck you, God, for making my plane crash in the right? middle of Alaska? What yeah. I would have been doing if I was having any convos with God at this point. Bad enough, I'm in Alaska. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Walk. The walk is long and hard. Mm-hmm. It's not long before one of the guys just isn't keeping up. He's slow. Snow's deep. Wind is howling. Oh, He's yeah. Not very athletic. Wolves pick him off real fucking quick. Oof. He starts screaming. Everybody's like, well, what the fuck's all that screaming? Oh, God, the wolves oh, got Jesus. one of us. Oh, Actually, it's Neeson's reaction to seeing this guy get drunk off by wolves just, oh, fuck. I laughed. It was, it was a really good delivery of, oh, fuck. Oh, you know, he was concerned. They run over to the fucking guy, but by the time they get there, he's just been torn apart. Uh, fucking, he's fucking dead. His blood fills that wolf paw print. That was in the a snow. great shot. Just that blood filling the paw print uh, that the fucking wolf met. Well done. Yeah. Neeson, Neeson's able to, like, uh, hold his hand for the last couple seconds as he's like bleeding out and hyperventilating and shit. And so it's like, at least, at least Neeson got there to comfort him in his last moments. Yeah. If I died, I would want Liam Neeson's big ass just like hunched over me for oh, sure. That fucking giant catcher's mitt. Oh God. Just absorbing your hand. Uh, before they, before they move, <clears throat> Neeson makes sure to collect his wallet there. So, uh, He's got the wallets. Don't worry. Don't worry. This guy's not going to die without his wallet being saved. So that's good. Nobody has any words to say this time. It's just like, oh, this is just going to keep happening. We're not going to be able to, like, say words every time somebody dies. No. Death is our friend now. Yeah. Death is just here. We trudge. Long walk. Right. Some people are just like, what the fuck, man? Why, why, Why are we doing all this walking? Right. Liam Neeson's like, we had to leave. They had us surrounded. Remember the tree line? It's like, no, they, they still got you surrounded, Liam Neeson. 
you're not not surrounded anymore just because you're walking to a tree line. Yeah. Uh, wolf attack. We hear the wolves. Motherfuckers are running. Somebody they're like, else. They're flanking there. us. It's cool. We just see like little snippets of like wolves in the shadows, like a wolf over here, a wolf over here. You don't know where the wolves are. No. You get the sense the wolves are all around you. They really put you in the center of this chaos and make you Sorry, feel man. like you're surrounded by wolves. It's like the, in the right sk- way. skittering of like aliens in the movie. Yeah, aliens. hell yeah. Like fucking that early shit when the aliens never quite out, but it's always somewhere. Close enough. They get to the trees. They start a fire. Mm-hmm. The wolves don't like fire. No, everybody knows that about wolves. Duh. So one of I think fucking dirty Steve's like we should we should start a perimeter fire. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Should have done that at the by plane. the plane wreckage. Probably would have made a lot of sense. You didn't though. Instead, you just walked to these tree lines for, yeah. for no reason. Uh, the wolves after the fire started and they're backed off a little bit. Start making some crazy fucking noises. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are those noises? And then one of the characters is like, what the fuck are those noises? It's like, oh good, good. I'm glad we're not. Thanks for to addressing know. it, bro. But we we William Neeson's got wolf facts, so he lets us know. He's like, that was the alpha. Somebody made a play at the alpha. He put down. He put down the challenge. I was like. It was just a bunch of crazy wolf noises, man. How do you know, how do you know that it was somebody challenging the alpha and yeah. they put him down? I don't, I don't know. I know you got a lot of wolf facts, but do you like speak wolf? Was he was he like a translating their howling and their growling right here? He's like Steve Irwin for wolves. Pretty close to it, yeah. He's got a new plan now. He's like, all right, we're gonna need to kill the wolves one at a time. Pick them off, just like they're doing to us. That's the only way to kill wolves is to kill the wolves. I'll teach y'all how to make bullet spears. Yeah, good plan. Good plan. Yeah. We make some bullet spears here, and they're like, what are we doing, man? Sharpening sticks and tying bullets to them? And he explains to them, it'll work. It's like a bang stick. And I'm like, oh, like a bang stick. Yeah. <laughs> that explains it. All right, Neeson, whatever you say, man. Uh, he's like, well, it's the best thing we have, unless you want to fist fight them. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, foreshadowing right there. If you'll remember... This was the Liam Neeson Fist Fights Wolves movie. As the trailer showed. Very heavily in the fucking trailer. Diaz is like, what the fuck? This is stupid MacGyver bullshit. I think it's dumb. I think that you're a geek. Liam Neeson's like, you can say it. You're scared. Pretending like you're not scared. You're puffing out your chest. There's no need for this stupid bluster. We can all smell your pussy in the air. And then he's all like, oh, I don't walk through this world with Fear in my heart, bro. Yeah. He's just like, oh, what? Would you hear that in prison? I was like, ooh, ooh burn. Nice. These guys, they're bowing up. They're they're gonna go at it. Ooh. At one point, he tells, he calls him a big Irish fuck, which is not wrong. No, not wrong. He's definitely a big Irish fuck. So is he's he the like, biggest Irish fuck? He's him or Conan O'Brien. <laughs> oh, know. that's fair. These guys are probably looking eye to eye. Yeah, but Conan ain't taking down Neeson's. Oh. Absolutely not. So these guys are in each other's fucking faces now. They're fucking big dick in each other. Diaz pulls out a knife and he's like, all right, motherfucker, you think you're so tough? I'm fucking Diaz. Let's fucking go, Liam Neeson. We're in a fight. Fucking Neeson, not worried about it, though. No, not even a little. He just kicks the campfire into Diaz's face. Like a genius. <laughs> and takes his ass down and takes his knife from him. Yeah. And tells him, cut this shit out. That's right. Got Papa, dad energy. Papa Spank. Big time dad energy. Unfortunately, when they were paying attention to each other, not the wolves, 
Mm-hmm. A wolf decided to fucking roll up on him. These oh, guys yeah. are on the ground. They look up. There's a wolf like a foot away from him, just staring at them, thinking about eating their fucking faces. Yeah. Everybody freaks the fuck out now. It's chaos. Fucking the wolf attacks. Dirty Steve gets his fingers bitten off, I think, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe that's later. Uh, either way. No, nah, I think he gets bit here. Okay. I, I don't remember. There's there's an attack, but then the wolf backs off, and they're like, oh, okay. Neeson gives his fucking Diaz's knife back, and he's just like, yeah, see, man? Fucking there's wolves out there. We gotta worry about the... And great fucking jump scare here, where just when things have settled down, yeah. and you're like, uh, oh, okay, now like that wolf's gone. Wait until then. Nope, we're still in a wolf scene. Yeah. Wolf just fucking attacks Diaz from behind, out of nowhere. They really just set up the scene, like, okay, this is the end of the scene. Nope, wolf attack. Another one. Yeah, this is when... That's when he loses. This is when he loses his fingers. Yeah. Uh, the boomstick works. They fucking kill that motherfucking wolf eventually. Yeah. Even though know, Diaz gets like the shit ripped out of him pretty bad here. Diaz he, stabs. He's going shit. nuts afterwards, just stabbing the wolf over yeah. and over again, just just screaming at it like you motherfucking wolf. <laughs> Liam Neeson's like, ha, 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 ha. I yeah. like this crazy energy. We're in it now, motherfuckers. Everybody's like, we should probably stop him, and Liam's like, no, no, this is good. This is good. That's great. But then also he's got some more wolf facts. He's like, this wasn't the Alpha. It was an Omega. They sent in an Omega to test Diaz. That's right. Still haven't dealt with the Alpha. Not yet. Wolf facts, man. Ominous howling in the distance. That's that's, that's what happens. They're, they're mourning the death of their comrade, the wolves right now. Mm. We've got some grudge brewing, some serious fucking grudge. They took out a couple of ours. We took out one of theirs. Mm-hmm. And they decide, Let's, we got some grudge brewing. Why don't we kick this up to the next level? Let's fucking skin this wolf, fucking eat it, Ooh. and just fucking do it just to fucking as a little fuck you to that pack around us right now. Yeah. Which they do. They do. All the while talking about how bad it tastes. How right. It tastes like shit. And then, no, it tastes like dog shit. I was like... Not just shit, yeah, dog shit. How do you how much, know? How much shit you've been eating? You know, how do you know, bro? Different shit tastes is what I was thinking right there. Were you surprised there wasn't like a somebody eating the wolf's garbage scene mm, mm, being yeah. like well, i'm eating its balls motherfucker that that would that uh, it, in alaska it's a delicacy oh. they say that it makes you virile if you eat the wolf's oh. balls the alaskan mountain oysters the closest we get to that is uh diaz cutting the wolf's head off and just like screaming yeah. in the distance like, it I, takes fucking, a minute look at this quick. man i got this fucking wolf head and he, like throws it out into the woods he really He's like, has fuck to work you motherfuckers to cut its it's head like a 10 minute scene of diaz cutting this wolf's head off for sure even the other actors are uncomfortable. So the wolves, they don't like it. They respond with a lot of howling and growling. At one point during this wolf feast, the black dude is like, oh, man, I'm feeling like dizzy and shit. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's not a good sign. He's definitely the next guy who's going to die. Right. For fucking sure. After that, we just cut to them walking. And I was like, why are we walking? Like, they had a little camp set up. Like, uh, they, they, they're eating the wolf. Where are we trying to get to now? They got fire torches. It's in the middle of the night. I'm just like, it's fucking nighttime. You guys gotta, you guys gotta buckle down and make a fire and camp out. Well, it's not what they thought. Black guys coughing and shit. But then yeah. they're like, all right, let's stop here. Uh, I guess there was like a rock wall or something. They're yeah, like, their the backs can were only covered. attack right. us from one angle here. And I was like, all right, I guess that kind of makes sense for for fucking sure. Berg starts. <sighs> he starts rambling oh. about nonsense. Oh, he's talking about like fate and shit. It's all this preordained, blah, blah, blah. What's the meaning of the world? Diaz is like, 
I don't fucking believe in shit. None of this shit means shit, man. Yeah. Liam Neeson's like, I only believe in what's real. See my cold breath here. Hear the wolves out there. This breath is real. In my lungs. Got a special forces tattoo. Special forces tattoos are real. But he's like, nah, man, seriously. Let's stop and think about it. Like, what's God's plan? And they're like, shut the fuck up, you fucking nerd. No one cares. No one cares. We're fighting fucking wolves, man. Black guy's hallucinating at this point. Right. One of the other dudes, dude who doesn't really have a personality, but somehow stays to the end of the movie. He's mm. like, he's got altitude sickness, man. It just hits yeah. some people. That's what's going on. He can't handle being this high up in the mountains and shit. Is this Henrik? Yeah, 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 Henrik. So it's like, all right, this guy's done for then. You should just leave him for the wolves. While the <laughs> wolves are eating him, maybe you guys can like fucking split. Get some yeah. distance between you and the wolves. That's what I would have been trying to do. That would have been a good idea. Diaz is like, uh, before we move this movie along anymore, we've been having some nice convo and shit. I don't want to talk about the last time I had sex. It was with a fat, old, ugly hooker. Yeah. And it wasn't great. I'm really hoping I at least get to bang somebody hotter than that. Right. Before I die, because that was a low point for me. I'm Sexually. Like, Sorry, Diaz. This is not going to happen, bro. That's not the kind of movie no. we got here. This, is, this isn't going to end with you getting like a Hummer. No, Neeson's sure is still thinking about possibly fucking you. Mm, absolutely. It could happen, depending how long you guys are out here. We're right. fucking sure. Uh, then Neeson's like, oh, yeah, hookers and whatnot. Let me start telling you guys a story about what my dad was like I, when I was a kid. Speaking of hookers, let me tell you about my pappy. <laughs> it's fucking weird. There's no real transition here. These no. guys, These guys are just talking about random shit. This is a pretty long scene here. Yeah. We're like... All the wolf drama <laughs> danger going on. Like, he just stopped for like 15 minutes of weird dialogue here. Still like nighttime out. Like, my dad was an Irish drunk hard ass, but he loved his poetry. Also, ah. there's this one poem uh, that I was saying to myself earlier in the movie. Let Four me lines long. Say it to you now. Uh, let's make a big deal about this stupid fucking poem. Uh, at this point, I wrote down, we haven't had any scenes in this movie where anybody has to take a shit yet. What are they doing about shitting? They can't, like, step away from camp to take a shit because the wolf's going to snatch them and eat them. Like, uh, are they just shitting right in the middle of the camps, like where they're eating and sleeping and whatnot? That's not good. Also, like, they can't move far, so they all just got to be, like, staring at each other while they're shitting, basically. Ground's frozen. You can't, like, dig a hole and shit in it and bury no. it. We're not addressing the shit problem in this Maybe movie. they're just shitting their pants for the warmth. They could just be shitting their pants for the warmth, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, probably the best explanation we got there is what's happening. Imagine it's got to build some kind of stucco insulation after a while. It doesn't sound so bad, no. actually. Next morning, it's light out, but the wind is howling. There's a bad snowstorm, and a black dude died in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Out. He never wakes up. Neeson's like beating on his chest, like, God damn it, wake up, motherfucker! Yeah, you're not allowed to die! The guy's a fucking corpsicle. Like, you can see, he's yeah. just frozen all the way through. It's like, that popsicle man is not gonna wake up, Liam Neeson. No. Come on. I thought you were like a grizzled hard ass who knew everything about the world. Live and die on this day. He lived and he died in this night, as it turned out. Yeah. Looks very cold out there. Just at this point, I was thinking, man, that would suck being out there. Very cold. Yeah. It's cool shit with the sound design here. We're like, it's like quiet when we're looking at uh, the dead guy. Mm -hmm. You always get these little moments of peace when somebody dies. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, like uh, their struggle is fucking over. And then 
boom, the sound kicks back in and yeah. just like the howling of the wind, just like so jarring and fucking terrible. These guys, these guys aren't dead yet. They still got, they still got a lot of suffering to do as it turns out. They claim these were like real storms too that they were catching. That just sounds and terrible. Filming and filming and, and not like CGI bullshit. Sounds like an awful, awful way to film a movie. I mean, it, it, it looks like that's truthful. Oh yeah, for sure. This shit all looks very terrible. Get some good news here where Neeson's like, oh, these trees have been logged. Turns out there's loggers around somewhere. There's yeah. some sort of civilization happening. Also, we hear a river. It's like, fuck, a river's a good sign. You yeah. follow a river, that's got to lead to something. Everybody knows that. Unfortunately, what it leads to is the fucking edge of a cliff. Oh. These guys are just like, oh, how are we going to get to the river? We got wolves on our back. We got a cliff in front of us. This, this might be the end of the road Joke for us. Joke us to the right, here I am. Yeah, insert Van Halen's jump yeah. over the soundtrack here. Or that's what I would have done. There's really not any music over the soundtrack, no. but they're like, we got to jump off the cliff. Crazy fucking shit. We're going to do it. It's like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, they decide Henrik, I think, is the guy who makes the jump here. Right. What's going on? They're like, we're going to tie a fucking rope around your waist. Trust us here. You're going to run as fast as you can, Hardest jump can. off the cliff, uh-huh. land in some trees, Yeah. and then tie that rope to the trees, and then we'll all just shimmy across on the fucking rope. Easy peasy Japanese. It's like, it's only like 30 feet away. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Henrik's like, oh, all right. There's not really like any scene where they like draw straws or something. No, he's just like, yeah, I guess I'll do that. He's just like, well, everybody knows I'm the best jumper. Here we go. I'm like, what about Neeson's fucking wingspan? I feel like that guy's got the got the fucking length when it comes to a jump right here. Yeah, he's pretty old though, I guess. I don't know. It was further than thirty feet because he was like, he says. You're going to yep. free fall 30 feet. It's going to feel like it's 30,000. That's right. It's like, oh, yeah. How do you know? When have you jumped off a cliff, Liam Neeson? How do you know everything? Oh, God. But it's, it's believable. He knows. He knows. Fucking it's Neeson. Of course Gave he Gave me knows. the willies just now thinking about it. So he runs. He jumps. Rope breaks. It snaps. This is this is this is a tense moment right here. Yeah. Just like oh shit. Like instantly Diaz breaks. dives, fucking grabs that shit before it goes over the cliff. And it's like, yeah. oh. Thank God Diaz has it. And then he waits there holding the He's rope like, by himself mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes. And then this. Before this, nobody even makes a move. All the snow under him starts collapsing. Yeah. He fucking falls. He takes he takes a terrible tumble. It's it's pretty tense. I don't know. But uh But like before like the snow gives out, he's just sitting there holding the rope for what seemed like an eternity. Yeah. It's like, why doesn't somebody run up there and like be like, oh, good work. Now let's all pull They're him like, up. We finally got rid of Diaz. Yeah. Just wait a minute here. He might go over the edge of that fucking cliff. And he almost does. But then they he almost him. does. But they, they get the they rope. Grab him by the they start ankles. yelling out at Henrik like, uh, what's up, bro? Like, give us. Are you tug. dead or did you survive? And he's like, no, nah, man, I survived. It's cool. I'm in the tree, motherfucker. So then he ties the rope and we shimmy across. Yep. Only problem is. Dirty Steve got his fingers bit off by a wolf. Uh-huh. So? He gets out there, and he's struggling. Ah, oh, it's hard to do this oh. shit one-handed, man. Mm. We get we get a tense moment where mm. uh, fucking he pauses in the middle. The soundtrack goes completely silent again. A lot of tense moments here. We get a shot of, like, the the immense void under him. It's, like, very Vertigo-esque. Like, you're getting dizzy out there with him yeah. in the middle of this fucking rope. You're seeing blood seeping out of the bandage on his hand there. Yeah. He's barely holding on to. It's... Tension building, tension building until fucking rope snaps out of nowhere. Yeah. Free fall. Dirty Steve hits the ground. It's uh 
after hitting about a million branches. Yeah. That that ugly tree. He hit he Ooh. hit every one of those branches Ooh. on the way down. Ooh. It's not good. Uh, he's coughing up blood. He's hallucinating visions of his little daughter out there in the woods. So I was like, ah, oh, there's there's no little daughters out in the woods. No. This guy's dead is what's happening no. right here. This is what's what Liam Neeson was talking about earlier. Let her take you home. Let her take you home. So once again, we get that little soundtrack cuts out. It's quiet. It's serene. He gets his death moment. Snap back into what's happening in real life, and you just hear wolves tearing him apart. It's like five fucking black wolves yeah. just ripping him every which Drag way. Drag his ass away. Starts yelling, they took him! They fucking took him! Yeah, he's gone, he pal. He got taken. <laughs> what yeah. are you going to do about it, Neeson? He got wolf taken. So uh, so he's dead. Also, Diaz's knees Fell out of the tree. Up. Fucking Dirty Steve's dead. Diaz's knees fucked. Uh, next scene. Hendrick and Liam Neeson are fine. Yeah, they're Hendrick and Liam Neeson are just like another day of fucking trudging through the woods. No big deal. You guys aren't very good at being in Alaska with wolves. Next scene, we're walking again. I wrote, a lot of walking in this movie. Mm. What is it? A Lord of the Rings flick? hey <laughs> I wouldn't know because they're so boring. I never watched them. Mm. Well, I tried to watch the first, mm. but it was so oh, boring. This one's the best one by far. Uh, eventually, they make it so to the river. Boring. We're down to three dudes. Soon to be down to two because mm. Diaz is like, you know what? I was thinking about it. Doing all this walking sucked before my leg was right. fucked. Now my leg is fucked. Uh, I have an out. idea. I'm going to sit down and die. Yeah. going to die like, now. Don't do it. Get up. Don't sit down. Come on, Diaz. As soon as you sit down, it'll be too hard no, to get back up. No, no, no. I thought about that, too. Yeah. And I was like, mm, but I could just die, though. Yeah. And that's fine. And then Henrik's like, oh, you're just going to fucking give up and sit down, you fucking pussy ass? Like, come yes. on, don't be a punk. And he's like... No, no, no! I thought about that too, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here. I like when he just calmly turns to Liam Neeson after Liam Neeson's trying to give him that tough guy spiel, uh-huh. and he's just like, "I don't want to fight you." <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's resigned like, to dying. Check it out. There's a, there's a river here. It's pretty nice. Look at that a view. Big beautiful mountain right there. Hey, just sit here and die. That's a pretty good way to die, huh? Yeah. And they're all like, you know what? Yeah, you're kind of right, Diaz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Later on, man, we're going to keep walking down this river. Uh, I don't know, maybe find a cabin or something and, like, hole up, take a nap. I don't know, find some food maybe. But, uh, yeah, you just sit here and die. He's like, one last thing, Liam Neeson's, you promise you get warm before you go? And he's like, yeah, I said that. Yeah, that's that's true. He's like, uh, yeah, I've, I've died six or seven times. That's exactly what happens when you die. It's a creeping warmth, of course. Yep. So then... Henrik's like, hey, by the way, my first name's Pete. Oh, no first name. It's like, who cares? Nobody cares, oh, man. And Neeson's oh. like, my name is John. And he's like, all right, man. Uh, They're both named John. Diaz is John, so is Otway. A couple, couple Johns here. That's yeah. cool. See you later, bro. And then they just fucking leave. Yeah. We're left there with Diaz. He's sitting there. Uh, some water running. It's like it really is peaceful. Nice. And you get some ominous tones start oh, playing no. over the soundtrack, but they're subtle. And I think this might be like the only time any sort of music creeps into the movie. It's the first time I thought about it. I you was like, it's right. the first time I've noticed any. It's just, it's not like yeah. song or it's just like some ominous tones. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I don't know if there's been any other like music score type shit whatsoever here. Yeah. Either way, it's subtle. Um, and then what's also subtle is 
start hearing some little paws mm-hmm. in the snow over the soundtrack too. It's uh, it's get some, get some last words from Diaz here where he says, "I'm not afraid." Yeah. Cut away. We don't see Diaz get torn apart by the wolves, but which is a little strange. It happened. Yeah, it's like the one little bit of kindness this movie gives you is pretty unrelenting with like making you look at all the terrible shit that happens. And right. This one's just like, eh, we're gonna cut away from this one. Yeah, you're not gonna see old Diaz bite it. This is where they try to tell us NC seventeen. Mm, mm, you know, yeah, could be probably could be right there. Either way, nice little character arc there for Diaz. Started out as a dipshit. Him and Neeson at each other's throats eventually come to respect each other. Yeah. Starts off all blustery, but ends like the serene guy who just decides to die. Very touchy. Kind of like uh, Mac in a... Or I guess he, he kind of billies it, predator-wise. Diaz, what's the matter? Yeah, that's a shame. So, uh, next scene. Two become one. Fucking, she's just like, uh, hey... Liam Neeson, let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. That last night we were at camp, we were at that bar. It seemed like you were going to go blow your head off to me. Yeah. Were you really going to go blow your head off? And Neeson's like, like, why did you follow me? Oh, man. Oh, then no. We see some flashbacks of him, like, literally putting his mouth on his fucking gun yeah. barrel. It's like, oh, he was definitely going to blow his fucking head off. They showed it at the beginning, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so he's just like, all right, um... I clocked what was happening. You're definitely going to kill yourself, right? And he's like, doesn't really matter now, does it? It's like, no. No, it does not. Nothing matters. Everyone's going to die. There's no meaning in the world. Everything's dark. It's just beautiful, glorious nihilism. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, That's what this movie is. Just when they decide that nothing matters. Uh oh. Wolves attack. Fucking just, they run out of the tree line. It's like, hey, motherfuckers, we found you. We gotcha. Hate your friend Diaz. Now we're going to fucking eat you. They, they, they take off running. Quickly, there's no time. Terrible, terrible tumble. Uh, old Henrik falls into the river. Yeah, he gets into the bit river. and then falls in the river. Just, just, the river's gotten intense at this point. It's, it's some real whitewater rapids yeah. going on. He's having he's trouble spinning keeping around. his head the water. He doesn't know where Spinning he's around. Neeson's like, motherfucker! He's just chasing alongside the river. Jumps in after him, trying, trying to save him. But old boy gets his foot cut and caught in some rocks. This one was tough, man. He's like... There's a log across the river, and he's just stuck under the log with his fucking his foot, foot caught, caught in the rocks. In two rocks. He's just slowly drowning. Neeson runs over, and he's like, "Hold your breath! Hold your breath! God damn it!" Yeah. But he just can't stop screaming because he's so terrified. Yeah. So he's just swallowing all kinds of water. Neeson's trying to like lift the log up, pull he's him like, out. Nothing's what the working. fuck are you doing? So yeah. He thinks he's like fucking around and he just keeps tugging on him as mm-hmm. hard as he can mm-hmm. while this guy's suffocating to death. It's terrible. Yeah. So he dies. It's really terrible. Right in front of our eyes. Liam Neeson's still trying to like save him long Ugh. after he's dead. We get that serene moment of just we uh, pull up like crane shot just like over his blank face there the under water the water. Running just over it. Peaceful water running over it. Ugh. Neeson's screaming and trying to lift logs. Neeson's got some suffering to do still, but, yeah. you know, old Henrik, he found his moment of peace right there. Yep, yep. Neeson's alone Last at this man point. standing. He just starts screaming at the heavens. Yeah. At God, at nature, yeah. whatever, whatever will listen. Yeah. Fuck fate! Show me something real! 
this is challenging. This is his Lieutenant Dan moment, basically, yep. is what's happening here. He's like, you show me something real right now. I'll believe in fucking God for the rest of my life. Yeah. I got to see something. There's no answer, Matt. There's nothing out there in the world. Liam makes his own The world answer. doesn't care about you. There's no meaning. There's no God. Mm-mm. Fuck it. I'll do it myself, Liam Neeson says. I'll do it myself. It's kind of a kind of a mantra I've been living by, quite frankly. Hell yeah. There. Just fucking, yeah. Fucking, this man shit. What do you got but yourself? Just, just fucking do it, man. My mantra that I live by from a movie is, wise man say, forgiveness is divine, mm. but never pay full price for late pizza. That's a good one, yeah. It was a, it was a Kurosawa film, I think, is, uh, is that where that came from? Yep. Remember that one. Remember it well. Uh, are we already at the big finale is what I'm writing right what? here in my notes? Like, it seems like it. We're down to one Liam Neeson. The wolves are creeping in. But uh, he's walking for a while. Mm-hmm. But at some point, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to kneel down and start looking through these dudes' yeah. wallets. I've gotten rid of my coat. I've gotten <laughs> rid of my hat. wonder what was in those wallets. Yeah, so he's just like, oh, pictures of their families. That makes sense. He, he starts just, going through all the wallets like a creep. Just, just like, looking at pictures right? of little kids like That's a fucking wrote, creep. Yeah. Little kid after little kid. He's like stacking up the wallets, making a little shrine. He's just like touching the pictures like, oh, I remember what a good time. Mm-hmm. And the whole time they keep zooming in on his gross, disgusting toe thumbs and mitts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, he's got, got fucking Megan Fox ET thumbs. And weird. Oh. Ugh. Oh. So he's like, uh, those oh, hands. All my little trinkets here. Here's a. Uh, Oh, here's my old suicide note. I remember that. That's nice. Uh, he's, he's looking, he's looking. And then you hear it once again. Sound of the little wolf paws crunching circling. in the snow. They're circling. He's looking around. We hear some growling. Then we see some wolves. And we see some more wolves. And uh-huh. then we see... Oh, shit. What's that? I'm literally in the wolves' den right now. Oh, no. I walked straight to their den. The stupidest thing you could possibly fucking do in this situation. Uh, I made all the the worst decisions. Yeah. I decided to stop and creep on people's children. Yeah. The worst fucking place in the world. Build a shrine. I'm in the heart of darkness. I guess this is it for me. Fucking let's do it, bro. We've been building to it and building to it. We saw it in the previews. We knew it was going to happen. Liam Neeson breaks a bunch of little airplane bottles of booze, yep. creates some broken glass knuckle fucking wraps, and just boxes the shit out of some wolves. I'm ready for it. My fucking mind's ready. My body's ready. Hell yeah. Let's fucking do it, the gray. Yeah. So, uh, one last flashback to being in bed with his wife. Yeah. She tells him, don't be afraid. Then we pull back and we see some, like, IVs and shit. It's like, oh. She this was, is a hospital bed they've been in the she whole time. She was sick as fuck, bro. She's a sick lady, and yeah. she's dead. It's not just some lady who left him because he's a worthless scumbag. Right. This guy's not so bad after all. No. Back into reality. Fucking got my nucks. Gonna read the quote from my dad's cool poem one yeah. more time. Once more into the fray. Yes. Wolves are staring him down. He's staring the wolves down. Hell yeah. Let's do it. He fucking lunges. Yes. What happens next, Matt? Credits. <laughs> movie fucking ends. You don't see him throw one goddamn punch. <laughs> fucking movie that built itself as the movie where Liam Neeson boxes wolves, takes the whole runtime to get you there, and then just smash cut to black right before it fucking happens. Uh. Tremendous. 
absolutely uh, fucking tremendous decision. Uh, Couldn't have been happier the first time I experienced that in the theater. Fucking standing ovation what, type shit right there. What was that like in there? <laughs> People weren't happy, and uh, I was very fucking happy. Perfect fucking decision. Perfect fucking point to end the movie. Yeah. Gotta say, masterful. You've masterful emotionally work. climaxed. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to show. What are you gonna do? Have a... Ten minutes of terrible CG wolf boxing. Him just wrestling a CGI wolf. This fucking would have looked dumb as shit. Yep. All right, man. Let's take ourselves a little break here. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, what, what, what is it? What's that after the credits? Oh, I didn't. There, I didn't stick around till after the credits. Yeah. It's just like a final like growl or something. There's a wolf laying on its side. Breathing real, real heavily. Ooh. It's that big black wolf we saw. He took out the alpha. The alpha. We scroll down further, down the wolf, and there, laying on top of the belly of the wolf, is Ottaway's head, also slowly breathing. I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> They're both still alive, Nate. Maybe. Did they fall in love? Maybe. Maybe they're just going to have a real boy and his dog future out there in the Alaskan wilderness now. I could have made that all up, too. Yeah, I I don't know if that's real or not, quite frankly. No, it is. Coming attractions, and then when we get back, the gray will enter Judgment Day. The Army of the Future. Almost human, almost perfect, almost under control. But the future has a bad attitude. Who are these guys? Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, Universal Soldier, at a cinema near you from Friday. Baby Bop, don't get me started. Matt, Judgment Day is Uh where we go out to the internet to see what people thought about the movie we watched. Not because we care, but because it's a bit. It's because we mock them. Yeah. Sort of halfway. Yeah. We find some good opinions here and there sometimes he was too. Mocking you don't me. know. You don't you never know where this is gonna go. Amudeus. Got a couple of one ninja star reviews. I got a couple of five ninja star reviews. Huh. Let's read them out here. Let's uh let's get through this shit. Let's I bet fucking, let's end this day. I bet those are gonna be really extreme on both sides. Uh they kind of were on <laughs> like uh the one ninja star side, but the five ninja star was kind of just a lot of like generic like Hey, good movie, man. Yeah. That one was harder to find shit about. But this That's one fair. is great. This first one ninja star review from IMDB user DDE Clue. Mm-hmm. Who is who? This they got a lot to say here. They did not like the gray as it turns oh. out. They start. Whatever they are doing to survive in this movie, you should probably be doing the opposite. One. That's true. Wolves are never that large, nor aggressive. Wolves are afraid of people and fire even in large packs. Yeah. Bears, on the other hand, you should be worried about. Hmm. Wow. I don't like this. This guy's got number two bear agenda. Never, ever leave the crash site unless your plane ditches in the ocean and sinks. There you have it. The aircraft has an EPIRB transmitter. Duh. It will begin transmitting your location the moment it detects a 6G or worse crash. Duh. 
it will survive much higher G impacts than you will. So unless it sinks to the bottom of the ocean, it will be relaying your location to SAR, search and rescue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These days, there does not need to be a plane overhead. Satellites will pick up your crashed EPIRB signal and alert the authorities. Mm. Three. You should also never leave the crash site because it is visible from the air and Duh. easy for SAR to spot in most cases. Especially in a fucking whiteout. You on foot, however, are much harder to find. Especially in a fucking whiteout. This guy's got Liam Neeson facts, quite frankly. Yeah. Knows everything about the right facts. Number four, Matt. Yeah. You should also never leave the crash site because it provides you with ready-made shelter. Dude. Which you're going to need in an Arctic winter. Oh, boy. Number five. The aircraft contains radio transmitters, maps, and location equipment, which could be useful in figuring out where you are and calling for help. Duh. Six. The aircraft contains supplies for survival. Don't leave the aircraft. Nice. Number seven. Guns will not break that easily in a plane crash. Sorry, but that is just ridiculous. Even if they did, a broken or empty gun still makes an excellent club. True. Oh, goes from seven to six here. Six. Learn what pressure points are and how to stop arterial bleeding, Liam. Don't people bleed out like don't let people bleed out like that. That's kind of a good point. Back to a number seven here. Okay. Number seven. The things you need in Arctic survival are... Technically number eight. Deal with medical emergency first. Shelter slash heat slash fire second. It's technically number Water nine. third. And food fourth. Eight. This should be ten. You can build shelter from snow. Ever hear of an igloolium? Ooh, the Inuit. Number people? nine. Trees actually help 11. camouflage the wolves by breaking up their silhouettes. You are better off in a wide open space where they cannot sneak up on you. Yeah. Ten. I don't know anymore. Never, ever try to cross a thousand-foot-deep gorge on a rope made from sweaters in someone's luggage. You are going to die. That's, yeah. Number 11. Holy shit. Don't clod through two feet deep snow if you have a knife. Make yourself some snowshoes from tree branches. That's... Number 12. That's just sound advice. If you are going to be in an oh, airplane sorry. crash movie... Flight of the Phoenix, Castaway, the Gray. Please be sure to pack a fully charged GPS, Iridium satellite cell phone, a Zippo lighter, a K-Bar knife, appropriate clothing, some water, a Colt 1911 45 ACP, a high-powered rifle with a scope, and some ammo. One ninja star from IMDb user and survival expert. DDE clue. Did he end that with next time you're going to be in a plane crash movie? Yeah. You bring all that stuff to your plane crash movie. What? Well, I mean, I was you don't know what there, a plane but... crash movie is going to turn into a legit plane crash situation, Matt. That's it's fair. probably happened before. Yeah. So is not he think, do. does he think these actors really got stuck in that? Oh, I think he thinks that all these people died. Yes. Oh, well, that's just a, that's a sad huh, I got one more one Ninja Star review here from an IMD user named Zimmer81, mm-hmm. who says, <clears throat> Literally half the people shouted out at the end, Are you freaking kidding me? Talk about false advertising. How about gunfight at OK Corral, and as soon as they face the enemies, roll credits? Or just as Luke and Darth meet up, 
or Indiana Jones faces the Nazis. Mm. Rocky enters the ring or John Connor comes face to face with the Terminator. Roll credits directed by and then show the conflict in your lying crap advertising as if that is what you are waiting for. Yeah. At least they saved two million in not filming the climax of the movie. I hope the next time they film the Titanic, as soon as the ice hits the boat, roll credits. Are you kidding me? By the way, I have nothing against ambiguous, arty films with no concrete stories. I loved Tree of Life. <laughs> but how would you advertise it as a fight-to-the-death action film? One Ninja Star from IMDb's <laughs> Zimmer 81. Huh, so yeah, a lot of people angry with the ending. Yeah. A lot of people wanting to show off how much survival skills they have. That mm-hmm. was kind of some themes there. So I hit both right, of them. Uh, right. Let's hear where people were coming from when they walked out of the grave, really liking it. Let's see what these wackadoos have uh, to say. First five Ninja Star review is from a letterboxed user named Grace Dinosaur Emoji. Oh, hi Grace. Who says? Grace, the most depressing film I have ever seen. I started crying when the first dude died and just did not stop. It's insane that the people in the plane crash and also that one guy who died from the cold had the easiest time in this. It is really unrelenting and well-written. I don't know. This is a really beautiful and moving piece about how we're all gonna die and it's unavoidable and how we have to accept that in our different ways. This film is genuinely just devastating. And it's really good. Oh, I don't think I could watch it ever again, but I definitely recommend it to anyone interested. Five Ninja Stars. I don't know. From Grace Dinosaur Emoji. Next, next, that doesn't really sound like five to me. But, okay. <laughs> didn't, all right. didn't track for me either. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Really, really like that one experience. Yeah. One more Five Ninja Star review here from an IMDb user called A Prince 539. That's cool. A Prince 539, who says, I have experienced I'm things in life know. that have taught me to I'm never say brain. it can't get worse than this oh. because I know it can. Oh. Every horror fan usually knows this by the films they watch. My goodness. If you mistake what happens in films as things, quote unquote, that will never happen to me, well, you'll learn soon. Oh my. As the gray opens on the cold bleakness, Liam Neeson appears as a man that has no dream of life left, no lies, wow. no illusions. <sighs> The reasons are not apparent. No. He's a sniper contracted to protect oil rig workers from infrequent wolf attacks and shoots only when completely necessary. Absolutely. He respects the animal enough to know its dangers. Mm. His fellow humans, he has much less admiration for. At least the ones he works with. They are the refuse of the real world who deserve to be in the harsh conditions that he has chosen to be in. On a routine flight to return to civilization, the plane crashes literally in the middle of nowhere. The sound editors in text did such a fantastic job with this film, you feel as close to everything that is possible without actually being there. Mm. Real depictions of crash victims and the cold. The cold is a complete character on its own. True. That would be enough to threaten your life. Then you were hit with the real fear, the primal one most of us have forgotten on our long ride to the top of the food chain. What's that? The line between our world of safety and 9-11 and sanity. <laughs> And complete all bets are off. Nothing will save you but yourself. World is very thin. Mm. That's not a sentence. No. He finds out in the worst way possible that the plane has crashed in the world of the wolf and they do not belong there. 
Oh, no. Having some knowledge of the animal, but not much else, he scrambles to live and protect what is left of humanity in this unforgiving reality. The survivors try to cope as well as you or I could, and we are along for every terrifyingly tense moment. Mm. The gray is real, raw, scary, and so good you will be appreciative of every aspect of your life. Oh. Neeson is at his best when thrown against everything that man and nature fears. That's true. And it is a film experience. Wow. See it. Five ninja stars. See it. From IMDb user, a prince. To believe it. Who's been through some shit, it sounds like. I guess so. Real fucking shit. Hey, real quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I read a little high praise real fast? I didn't oh, know if you I'd were going to bring it up. Some. No, I'd love to hear some. Uh, do, 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 indeed. Let's see. Uh, let me find you this review here from a guy that we uh, re- we respect who says stuff oh, about I movies. I remember respecting you know. anybody. Could this be? Yeah. Where's the thing? I, I found it so easily earlier. No, yeah. Okay, here we go. Probably. I don't know how. I don't know how the internet works, my man. I don't understand. So this this movie review writer says, after the gray was over, I watched the second film for thirty minutes and then got up and walked out of the theater. It was the first time I've ever walked out of a film because of the previous film. Mm. The way I was feeling in my gut, it just wouldn't have been fair to the next film. Roger Ebert. Ah, he doesn't reveal what the next film is. No, of course so not. He's be like, it wouldn't be fair to the next film. Baby's Despicable Day Out <laughs> Yeah, right? Uh, hey, it's my turn What's to tell that? you what I yeah. think about this Final movie. Final thoughts. Ninja Star ratings. Let's fucking Man, get it done. It's a long one, this movie, huh? 117 minutes by my clock. It's a lot of walking around and slow reactions to things. Oh, yeah. Like, when people die, they're not quick about it. No. Especially the longer the movie goes, the longer the death scenes go. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings like, in that way. They Lots let, of slow-mo. They let Frank Grillo say, like, more words than he said and like, any of those purge movies Anything he's ever done combined mm-hmm. probably this is grillo's moment to shine but uh damn if it's not still entertaining and fucking stringing mm-hmm. you along those those right wolf moments you. they're all tense all the fucking weird shit it's they have to do wolf moment i told you i man i was watching this movie in various states of sobriety mm. and uh the ones that weren't as sobrietous i was like this shit's insane. Mm. This is messed up stuff. Edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a wild ride, man. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I praise for the gray. I like that uh, he didn't fight the wolf at the end because it would have just been a CGI mess that would sullied Absolutely. a pretty good movie. You know? Would have just been a big fart ending that would have made this movie two hours long. Or it could have made it a masterpiece. That's true. We don't know. I feel like how good that wolf fight would have been. Yeah. Maybe if they had like Nick Cage and and mocap. If he did like a fucking like a Hudenkan Rana to a wolf at some point. Yeah. Tossing him off the edge of a cliff or something. Fucking probably been probably would have been worth seeing. Look, we know now that uh, Liam Neeson survives. Kind of at the end. Oh yeah, that's right. I want to see the gray two where his son Paul Dano has to come find him because mm-hmm. he knows his his dad's still alive out there. That sounds good. You know, I think it works. Either way, this movie was really really good. You were not quite great. In the sequel, three and one halves 
of a Three ninja star. Three and a half of a fucking ninja star. I liked it. It was a solid, good time. Solid for the gray. It was gritty. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. We're all alone in this world. Uh-huh. This world doesn't regard us in any way. No. Whatsoever. Doesn't have an opinion on us, good uh-uh. or bad. It doesn't care. Not at all. We're all marching alone. Ants go marching. to our inevitable death. Song. Everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, spoiler alert. We all got the same ending. Bleak, grisly death. Everybody's got to go sometime. Four and a half ninja stars. Fucking love the gray. Wow. Fucking love the gray, bro. Wow. Just great. Every, every second. I, I love every second of it. Even when they're talking long-winded about weird shit. Yeah. It's, it's great. Love all these guys. These fucking scumbags getting killed by wolves. It's a lot of fun. Love the fucking bait and switch ending. Love how they were just complete liars and how they advertised it to trick people yeah. into going to see this like bleak nihilist art film about how terrible the world is. They sold it as an exploitation Liam Neeson box and wolves movie. Yeah. Made everybody feel like a bunch of dum-dums. Genius they, move. They got mad. Genius move. Mid-budget movie too. Big success. Let's right. go back to making some of them. Why, why not? Why the fuck not? Not just A24. I'm talking about everybody else. It's a great way to cap off our summer of a dog movie. It's a dog mm-hmm. day summer by watching this bleak, dark, frozen cold, <laughs> cold movie. movie. Yeah. N- never a better time than the end of June. Nope. I wonder if July is going to be any better to us. Oh, Matt. Is there anything we do in July? We got some coming up stuff. What we're going to do here is we're going to take a little break to... to summer vacation? We're going to take a little summer vacation to get nice. ourselves together, recharge our batteries, uh, and then when we come back... What are we going to the Dells? First week of July, we're going to Wisconsin Dells. We're going to fucking Tommy Bartlett's Water Show. Oh, I can't wait. Just in time to come back first week of July to kick off our third annual, uh, I think it is, uh, action movie Mount Rushmore in July. Hey. We do a Van Damme. We do a Seagal. We do a Stallone. We do a fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're going to kick off the whole shebang first week of July with a 30th anniversary of a little film I like to call Universal Soldier. Oh, man. Starting off with Jean-Claude. Folks have been clamoring for that particular There's been title. clamoring. There I'm has been you, clamoring. All the summer babes that listen to this show on the beach with their summer AirPods days. in, that's who we're doing it for. It's summer major days. action heroes. It's major zeros. Us talking about it. Mm-hmm. Baby oil and blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams. Use a friend